0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off
1: my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful throw by the Baker. Big job! Hasta la vista, baby! Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are... Dialing in toward the end of the week, a reminder that we will have a chalk talk session tomorrow on cover two and cover four and uh, some things put up today. There was an analytics study done looking at our Cody Sweck took a look at the best replacements for Sheldon Richardson, where that production could come from. Keep an eye on that. If you're a VIP member, we do have some exciting news coming about the OBR's transition to Twitch. We have some really fun stuff coming up on Twitch this year as a host for all of our Uh, video content so if you have not created a twitch you should do that for this year if you're a person who enjoys any of the OBR's video content so we do film rooms podcasts live Q&A's roundtables we have so many more things planned pre-game post-game stuff uh, in there as well and it's going to be awesome you should check it out Uh, we will have a twitch uh, for you guys to follow uh, being posted on twitter in the next few days just kind of planting the seeds to create a twitch account if you haven't if you have Twitch questions, come to me. I'll answer them. If you don't know, Twitch is just a a platform for live video. It is a place of gathering a community-oriented site. And the OBR is going to try to get out in front of doing things on this site because I think it's great. Uh, it's great for video sharing. It's great for video games. So if you're into Madden or anything like that, we can have conversations during that. Ton of fun stuff. We'll dive into that more in the coming weeks heading toward training camp when we officially start switching stuff over. So, Uh, yeah. If you have not created a Twitch, please do so. We're pumped about that. We're going to bring in John Colosimo. I try to talk to John once a week. Sometimes life gets busy. He's got a couple little ones. I have one who I think is worth two. So he's tough. I try to bring John on. We're going to chat today. We found a window of conversation where our wives aren't going to kill us. John, how are you?
2: I'm good, Jake. Uh, yeah, definitely found that window. Um, sometimes that window is pretty short i know you can
1: feel that it's so (laughs) short man it is short i'm in that window right now so i want to talk to you first i'm going to open the floor to you you can get any kind of like baker mayfield stuff off your chest if you want to right now because there's there's a lot of dumb takes being thrown out there and i'm like i like smart guys like you to have a platform i know you've got your own pod you guys do great work great work on nothing but the dogs but I want to, for listeners of this podcast, just uh, just call, call it out, man. Get it off your chest.
2: <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, I will say that, you know, there, there's a lot of polarization when it comes to Baker Mayfield. But there's, just, there's a ton of, of reasons to think that he's going to have a better year this year. Not just because we had significant injuries in Teller and OBJ and Nick Chubb. Um, not just because they added a couple of nice pieces they can do some nice things with, with, with Schwartz. And not even just because Baker Mayfield's in his second year of a system for the first time in his career. You know, I, I just think that, you know, if you look at his season, you include every game. And I like DFF when it comes to quarterback. I know you do too, Jake. And he was top eight quarterback in, you know, PFFs rankings in offense and passing grade uh, and that's with a, a pretty darn rough start to the season. And, you know, I just think that uh, sometimes people get stuck in, like, really weird spots. Like, and I don't like the way that they try and defend him. Like, you know, Orlovsky, I know he's trying to do some good things. But, like, pointing out that, you know, statistics and comparing it to Dan Marino in a different era under completely different circumstances isn't really helpful, I don't think. And, um, and then some people just point to really weird stuff like QB wins or, um, you know, touchdowns and and yards, um, specifically. So I just, I, you know, you look at that stuff and, you know, you look at him understanding what he's doing and how he's attacking these offenses and there's room to grow in completion percentage. You know, there's room to grow, in, you know, being able to throw the deep ball that he wasn't able to throw basically the whole year. And, like, there's, like, very reasonable, uh, you know, steps uh, and reasons to, to believe that Baker <laughs> takes another step up and can get into that top five, top six zone. And it's just not crazy, you know. It's not, uh, it's not overdoing it to say that. You're not asking for a ton, a couple of points here, a couple of points there, you know, cutting down on a couple of fumbles. You know, these little things, I think, can make, really big differences. And, um, you know, I, I told you that I I spent some time today charting all of the failed series of the Browns for the whole year. So not just any set of downs that failed, you know, ended a drive and, uh, you know, not surprisingly it was stuff like turnovers, penalties, uh, very little kind of just losing on downs. So, you know, it's, it's those types of things, um, when you look at it all sitting there on a piece of paper, you can just see incremental things that they can do. That's totally reasonable and expect, you know, bigger numbers. And there's just no reason to put a cap on, on what he can do as a player or compare him to a fully developed player, like Kirk cousins and say, that's, that's your cap. So I, I I just get a little bit annoyed and, you know, it's the season for those types of things. So, you know, throwing out things and arguing about whether he's a, top 12 or a top five guy or whatever. And it's all really silliness, but that's all we've got this time of year. So I get into little Twitter battles when I shouldn't and uh, you know, get annoyed when I shouldn't, but I mean, there it is. I just, you know, I think that it's very reasonable to, to expect a better season than he had last year. And if he does have a little bit better of a season, you're talking about a top five, top six guy. You just are by the numbers. So Yeah. There, there I guess it I, I guess I yeah
1: well good good you gotta you gotta <laughs> let it out sometimes I'll say this I think it's I think it's completely fair to have um concerns about Baker I, I, I'm trying to put this nicely I I think that there were even times last the beginning of last year into late 2019 where I was like man this is this doesn't look good and sure. what what I think that we failed to talk about enough is it's people hold 2019 over his head and he played really badly. There's not a doubt, man. So it's like, okay, he plays a pretty good, really good rookie season. I'm starting stop, stop call pretty good. It was a really good rookie season plays really well. And then 2019 happens. It's bad. 2020 happens and it's a better season. It's a really, by the end of the year, it's a pretty damn good season. So like, I think what people have in their mind is, Hey, we don't think Baker's good has a good rookie season. Shit, I still don't think he's good. Prove me wrong. 2020. They think he got the right coach. He's got all this talent around him. Has a bad year. I told you so. Has a pretty good year the next year. And it's like, well, I still think he's shitty. So, like, I, I think that as justifiable as it is to say he had this really bad year in 19, he's got some help now. I think people just can conveniently gloss over the change. I saw that today somebody tweeted. I, I actually just saw before we came on that somebody had said he's the, one of three quarterbacks to, or maybe four quarterbacks to, uh, I don't know, endure three head coaching changes in his first three seasons. And uh, the only one of those guys to have a winning record that matters. Okay. It really matters. And for sure. And, and like, yeah, he had a bad season in 2019, but I just, I think what annoys me most is people trying to define him Like there's no room for growth. He's capped out. They should move on from him. I think those are the conversations like Mike Tannebaum, who I didn't address publicly, but like that's the stuff that annoys me. Is like, how do you know he doesn't have better production in his pocket? Like he's got the physical traits. So you're going to ignore the fact of what he had to deal with his rookie season coming into a, a franchise that hadn't had a winning season. Or sorry, hadn't had a winning. They've won one game in two years. He comes in, he, he has to come off the bench because the coaching is so inept. He has to come <laughs> off the bench to lead them to a win the first game. And I get that the talent got better, but the 2018 and 2019 offensive lines weren't that great. 2018 was okay toward the end. 2019 was pretty bad. They finally figured out the offensive line in 2020, and then he has some injuries at wide receivers. So I get there's a collection of talent around him, but it hasn't been some complete... You know, it hasn't been some completely perfect offensive structure around him before. We just saw him get a chance last year and it's like, well, he was really bad to start the year. Well, OK, they also didn't get any preseason. And, and like that's a lot to come into a third, your third system in three years. So I guess I just I missed the point of people, especially people who have been around football for a long time and understand how challenging it is to jump from offensive structure to offensive structure and just expect a quarterback who has the burden of a terrible franchise, the burden of, we haven't had a winning season in uh, a decade, you know, or uh, with that point, no seven and nine and 14. So it had been a long time since they'd even had a winning season. Mm -hmm. All of the pressure that's heaped on top of them, the way they blew the end of the Hugh Jackson era, the way they hired Freddie kitchens, despite all of this information they should have known then another coach has to be hired. It's just like, do you guys miss that? So it's like, I don't really even want to get into the debates with these idiots, especially like right. Bill's fans have been brought into the fold today. Somehow Bill's fans got touched on this. It's because these these sites keep making these, if you could pay one quarterback from 2018, who would you pay? Well, we don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> You don't, you don't, that's not a real thing. The bills are making an individual choice. The Ravens are making an individual choice in the Browns. So stop igniting that dumb shit. If we're only three years into these guys' career. I, I think everybody thinks Josh Allen is just going to keep getting better. Okay. I still need him to keep getting better. We need to get further away from it. Everybody wants to define these quarterbacks in the first five years. And now we're trying to define them in the first three years. And it's like, it's just, it's head, it's head poundingly stupid.
2: Um, I you know what? One, uh, one more thing before ahead, before we pass on to this, just I think because you brought up something that that triggered something for me, and that was um, I think one of the reasons I get annoyed um, isn't that Baker is unimpeachable or beyond criticism or anything, or even that I you know uh, wholeheartedly think he's uh, you know I don't even know if. You know, he'll be a a first team all pro in his, in his life. And I'm a, you know, I'm pretty high on him, you know, but is he going to get all pro? I'm not sure. But I think what annoys me is that nobody makes a cogent argument. That's that's like, I could probably make a better argument against Baker than than anybody, you know, that you run across on Twitter. You know, that's why it's easy to kind of have a reasonable conversation with you, Jake, or, you know, some of the smart guys that we talk to on Twitter. But 99% of the time, they just make a a god-awful argument as to why you should doubt Baker. And I think that's part of, like, why it's annoying because I know I have things in my pocket that I don't really bring up just in general. But if I wanted to really criticize Baker... I could do a better job (laughs) And and they just do such a bad a bad job at it so
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: It's bad, and we shouldn't have to sit here and keep yelling about it because people should be smart enough to do a little bit of research. And so often, if you get lost in the in the responses to these tweets from Pro Football Focus or the the Checkdown or some of these other sites, I don't even know like Gridiron, just, I can't think of the name of it, but they they pose these questions just looking for people to yell in their replies for engagement. And God, it's a cesspool of idiocracy. I, it's just it's so. It's so stupid. And this is the point where I always know, like leading up to the draft, John, I get so mind numbingly uh, annoyed with draft discussion because everybody wants to be right. And I told you so, and they're going (laughs) to do this. And if you don't think they're going to do this, you're stupid. This is the second most annoying window of the season. You get nothing to talk about. It's it's like you can kind of like get through the end of June Uh, talking about various things, but the first point in July, you're like, man, this sucks. We're talking about the same things over and over again. These places like get up and first, uh, whatever, first check and, and breakfast, breakdown, bullshit TV is like throwing all these dumb people on just to, to, to draw conversation or draw people calling them idiots or people saying, I told you so's. And it's a terrible time for football. It is morphed into this, this just terrible time for football discussion because you just can't have smart discussions around this stuff. And even like you get people that defend Baker, they, they even say some things where it's like, you're taking it too far, man. Like you're taking Agreed. it too far.
2: Yep. <laughs> it's, and I like
1: Dan Orlovsky at times, but it's like, Dan, you're doing this for like, like Browns. Fan. Just, just bring a normal, like talk it out. You don't have to be like, I'm doing this for Browns fans. No, we don't need you to stand up for Baker. I don't think that the, the idea should be, Browns fans have to stand up for their quarterback like it shouldn't be that way it should be smart people see this and they don't Agreed. and they don't want to have those discussions so um, I don't know I keep saying we'll find a way to talk about this another 15 times before the regular season but um, <laughs> you know so once you're a system quarterback you're you're always a system quarterback that's the thing you get. <laughs> you get lumped into it and you can never really ever get out. So uh, I I always try to look at NFL news to see if there's anything worth talking about. I noticed Ryan Ramchek from the, from the saints, who's a fantastic tackle, got a five-year, $96 million extension. He's great. He's good. I saw that pro football network or somebody like that. Maybe that was USA today sports their Their football section did a top 11 tackles in the league. And I just find it so strange that Jack Conklin gets left off that list. So often he was an all pro for like the second straight year. So is it just like, I know offensive linemen getting ignored in general, John, but do, is it, he's so quiet that people forget about him. I just don't really understand it.
2: Yeah. I think it's a, you know, part of it is he doesn't have like the highlight plays either. You know, nobody's putting up a, you know, GIF of him just ratcheting some defensive end into the ground. He's, he's very um, rock steady when it comes to, not having penalties when it comes to uh doing his job I think that's part of it what you know the way he goes about his business is a little more boring whereas uh, some guys will have those highlights uh, and they'll have some whiffs too but you just don't don't see him on film very much so I, I think that's part of it
1: is yeah I mean I like Jack a lot I just feel like he just does his job he's a quiet guy in general I <laughs> There was disconnect when he got the pro all pro award people or some people who study this stuff are a little offended by it, like Brandon Thorne. And I think he's really good. I'm not sure he's elite, but I think he's in the top 11 tackles in the league. You, you can't really get all pro twice without being at least a top 10 player. Not, not, not being like a guy who's in discussion as being the best at the position, but top 11, like, I don't know, kind of seems strange to me. I, I, I think even so, he's so often forgotten about like, I paid so much attention to Jedrick Wills that I, I didn't even study Jack sometimes. Cause he just does his job and he does it pretty well. So ultimate lunch pail type of player at the position where you don't really even hear him talk much. And, you know, Joe Thomas was very public, even, even it's obviously translated into a media career, but he's, he, he just seems to be glossed over altogether, which is kind of strange. I don't know. Maybe not. It's, it's uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah, like the contract is going to end up working out pretty well. I think that one is one we'll look back on quite fondly. So, uh, ESPN put the Browns as the third best roster heading into this year, uh, behind Tampa, which is justifiable. They brought everybody back from the Super Bowl. KC brought everybody back from their defense essentially, except for uh, they brought in Taco Charlton, and then offensively they did a great job. I just talked with one of their media guys yesterday about the retool of the offensive line and. Uh, it's obviously pretty good. They got the Browns third ahead of Buffalo, uh, ahead of Baltimore, ahead of green Bay, the Rams the Cowboys are eighth. It feels, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just nervous about injuries. I think they're pretty damn talented. do. I think they're the third best overall talent in the league. Maybe, I guess I should probably start thinking that way. Right. But I don't know. Maybe it's like my old Browns fandom that makes me so nervous. I don't know, man. What do you think? Is that right to you? Well,
2: I don't, you know, I think there's guys that you could argue for once you get into like that three to five range. And uh, I think that there's, I think you're right to uh, have some trepidation because there's a huge amount of projection. And I mean that on the defensive side from, from rookies to seven second year guys who didn't play last year to new members of the team and uh, even coach Woods, you know, so you know, I, I think there's, there's a certain, like he got graded on, Joe Woods in uh, in particular got graded on a curve last year because we all knew what we, he was working with on the defensive side. And then there was injuries on top of that. Um, You know, now there's, there's not going to be those kind of excuses for him. And there's something, I think there's like a certain clarity that comes from being short, you know, shorthanded on any task that you have, you know, because you don't have a bevy of choices it's a little clearer to see, you know, what your best path is. Um, Now he's got a lot of options. He's got a lot of options. He's got a lot of guys to teach and um, there's no really, there's no guarantee whatsoever that, that he's going to prove that uh, he knows exactly how to use that. And certainly some of these rookies are not going to be as good as what we think and second year players too. and, and if you're expecting, in my mind, more from Clowney than he's been the last, you know, three years, like some kind of a, you know, a mashup of that, then I think you're a little, you know, outside the zone on, on that kind of thing. So, you know, I think that you'd absolutely be right to kind of question it. And I think that all really stems from the defensive side where there's a ton of questions for me. A ton
1: of talent, but a ton of I need to see it is the big yep. thing. And it's like the X factor they list here is Baker and Odell. I continue to agree with that. If those two figure it out, it changes everything. If you have yes. a Diggs-Josh Allen connection there, that just changes everything. Uh, the weakness they list is, uh, um, it looks like linebacker remains the biggest weakness. I don't know if I totally agree that. I I think their biggest question is how the defensive interior holds up, trying to find some people to anchor that position. Uh, they grade the offensive line uh, as the, biggest strength which I agree the offensive line was really good and there's no reason to think it won't keep being good we got a couple more years with this current group we'll see what they do with Wyatt Teller but yeah on paper I always say it man people on this pod know that I have I say you have to be really good on paper before you're ever really good in real life so you know that that part's important they check the box there as being really good on paper we'll see if it translates it should be fun it's the other question I had as we poke around and talk about minor NFL news is uh, a thing that <laughs> is Cincinnati more talented than than we think they are. I think there's a lot of talent there, but it seems like Zach Taylor got the buzz that some NFL exec said he's not qualified to be a head coach. I, I've just never met a more forgettable head coach than Zach Taylor. I just, I don't know. He was probably like the biggest beneficial drink from the McVeigh fountain person I've ever come across. So is that a fair assessment on your end? I mean, I don't know what do you think of Zach Taylor. I, I think the Bengals have a good good foundation, but I'm not sure he's the guy,
2: man. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I forget his name. You know, the it's um, <laughs> <dude, he's> so <laughs> the Jack Conklin of head coaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I I don't know. They, since he is so cheap, um, I I can't see them uh, paying for a coach that's not coaching for them. I think that alone like takes them off the hot seat a lot more than people want to stick them there. Uh, They got a lot of fun that they could have on offense. I think they're more talented on offense than the Steelers are. Uh, But defensively, I don't even, I don't know what you're getting. I I really don't. So uh, a ton of recognizable
1: names, like a bunch of recognizable draft names would just have not been good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, I I think they're going to be fun. I think they're, you know, if, as long as Burrow stays healthy and, uh, and recovers well from that injury, I think that uh, Bengals fans are going to have an enjoyable season, maybe something along the lines of, of Baker's rookie year without those head coach firings and and that kind of (laughs) stuff.
1: The stuff that no one wants to talk about. Uh, I I, last thing I'll leave you with here. 10 most intriguing head coaching matchups of the year. Number nine is, Kevin Stefanski and Mike Zimmer. I don't think that there's probably ever. I can't say that. It feels like Minnesota still loves Stefanski. I have a bunch of people who follow me from Minnesota who were like, Hey man, we just want to keep up on Kevin and how he does. I I think there was so much goodwill put that direction that it's just like, I think that it'll be a really good reunion. Some people are like, can't wait to see him return. It's like, okay, I feel like they really wanted him to get that job. And, there's just a ton of love there a ton of connection between those two franchises so uh I, I think it'll be a fun rematch especially considering how well zimmer knows kubiak's system and all of that stuff but i don't think there's some people have tried to build it as there's a little animosity there. i don't see that at all
2: no and i think you're right with regards to kind of the media and the, some of the fans i mean if, you know a reef is one of my favorite people on twitter um had him on a few times. He covers the soda, So they, you know, he, he would say that same thing and he's a little salty that uh, Stefanski got away. Uh, for me, I've got this one circled uh, just because I would really love Baker to kind of blow the doors off uh, Minnesota and just perform <laughs> significantly better than, than Kirk cousins. And I know they're <laughs> not playing against each other. I get that, but I just would, I would enjoy that. So
1: Yeah, man. Me too. I would enjoy that too. Especially like, there's just a lot of cross, like crossover things with Minnesota. It's kind of strange.
2: Yeah. Cross pollination. Yeah. Yeah. It is
1: really, it was the same with like um, the Browns and the bills had a lot of crossover there for a little while. There's not, it's not so much anymore, but it was just like, Oh, that guy used to play for the Browns or the Browns got a guy who played for the, it was, it was just going back and forth for a while. So I don't know, man. That about wraps it up. Not much to talk about today, but did want to open the floor to you for Baker and, and, and chit chat on a couple other things. So I appreciate your time, John, as usual, my friend.
2: Great. Hey, thanks. I always have a good time coming on here.
1: All right. Thanks to John. Thanks to you guys for listening. Pretty short little podcast today, but hey, that's all we're going to be able to do this time of year. Hope you're enjoying it. Again, I urge you, if you have something that I'm not thinking of for a content idea, hit me up and we'll try to do something uh, on that. We're going to go tomorrow on a a live draft uh with 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 brad ward we're drafting afc players uh, afc north four four gms get to draft an afc north team it's actually gonna be pretty, kind of fun so i'm gonna see if we can get that cross posted over to this podcast as well so you can listen to it if you haven't already done so i'll check with brad should be fun so anyway thanks for joining us today as usual please please spread the word on this podcast and uh, subscribe because then it automatically downloads for you and all that fun stuff and and leave us a review if you can as well appreciate your time appreciate your interest in this podcast as usual, you know that and go browns
0: this is the story of the one